location undisclosed. Access ready. Team Buck Headquarters. The safe haven where a radio signal transmits from the middle of nowhere to the squad of patriots. This is the Freedom Hunt with Buck Sexton. Well, everybody, we have a very special treat for you on the Freedom Hut podcast this week. Uh, a man who needs no introduction for any of you, but of course, whenever someone says that, you got to give him an introduction. Anyway, we have Dan Bongino with us now. He is, of course, Dan Bongino of the immensely popular Dan Bongino podcast, the Dan Bongino Show. Also, the new book, uh, Spygate, which is which is just out now, the... Uh, Spygate book is fantastic. Dan, thank you so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, happy to do it, man. A lot going on right now, you know? So I appreciate you having me on. It's got to be a crazy week, man. I mean, you are out there. I see you on TV and, and on your show and, and on uh, on Twitter fighting the swamp rats. Yeah. I want to ask you right off the bat, Dan, of all of the anti-Trump swamp rats out there who used to work in the government, who do you think is the worst? <laughs> this is I've oh, been saying I think uh, Sally Yates is a sleeper in all this, but go ahead. Um uh, yeah, I guess you know what? She could be a sleeper in this, no question, but no, it, it in my mind, um John Brennan, without a doubt, is the puppet master. I just did a uh a hit on Fox not that long ago about this exact issue. You know, you have to remember, Buck, with with Brennan you know, you were in, you were in this intel community. I was in the Secret Service, which is not an intelligence gathering operation for obvious reasons. You know, you're dealing with foreign leaders who aren't going to want to be protected if you're gathering intel on them. This was your bailiwick, though. This is what you did. Now, having worked with them in the past, though, as a not a producer of intelligence like your line of work, but a consumer of it and a uh, a, a, uh, a rather uh, robust consumer of it at times because we need that information to protect people. I always found these guys and women over there to be, you know, at least when they're dealing with their professional lives, almost as nonpartisan as humanly possible. These are real patriots and heroes. You did something great for the country. And then there's John Brennan, who is just as the CIA director has taken it upon himself to accuse the president of the United States of treason, Buck, a, a crime that, that meets the standards for the death penalty. I mean, this is outrageous. And listen, I, I'm no saint here, not, not to get long-winded on this. I'm a sinner like everyone else. I have a lot of ideological animus towards Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Brennan, and others. But I can tell you with a clean heart, Buck, that I never used information I got as a Secret Service agent or heard or overheard to personally attack Barack Obama, ever. And never would. Matter of fact, I was offered a lot of money to write a book about that and obviously said no. It was just against my code. So I just find Brennan to be absolutely repulsive and like the lowest of the low, which is super disappointing. I've seen him, you know, Dan, I've seen him go on TV where he at least insinuated that, well, you know, I was a CIA director. And, you know, people keep saying, well, Bush was a CIA director and then he ran for president. There was a 10 year gap in between. Brennan wasn't just a CIA director. He was the most recent CIA director, and he was involved in, as you pointed out at the very beginning here, getting this whole Russia collusion farce started. So he's an active player in all this, and then he goes on TV and and insinuates that, well, you know, because of the knowledge I have from when I was director, he's writing op-ed today saying that there was collusion. And then he talks all about how, in general, Russians do bad things. It's like, dude, that's not what anyone's talking about when they say collusion. Like, when Trump says no collusion, he means he didn't do any collusion. He's not saying there's no such thing as collusion. 
And, Buck, how many times is Trump going to have to make this distinction? Listen, I get it. There are people out there who don't like his style, the way he forms his commentary, his tweets. I don't mind. You and I are New York guys. I'm used to it. It's the way I grew up. I don't mind one bit. Other people might. That's fine. But but the way they personally, like, kneecap this guy at every single opportunity and deny things he has obviously said. In this example, he has said, gosh, 20, 30, 40 times, yes, I acknowledge the Russians had some impact and colluded possibly on the election, although they didn't change votes. But that is a distinct story from, as you just said, insinuating that Trump somehow assisted them. And the media, despite the numerous times he's made this distinction, keep continuing to conflate the two. And it's just infuriating because it's impossible to have a rational conversation. You know, when you say to people, you say, hey, listen, I acknowledge the Russians are not our friends. I mean, who knows that better than you? This is your job to gather intel on foreign adversaries, right? Well, I acknowledge that. I worked with the Russians quite a bit. They weren't even our friends when they were supposed to be our friends. And we were conducting joint protection operations, right? I get that. But I strongly dispute that the Trump team colluded. What are you saying? Russians are our friends? Dude, did you just listen to what I said? It's like reason's gone out the window and the champion of, irreason, uh, of um, excuse me, unreasonable, irrational, uh, irrational behavior is John Brennan. And one more thing in this book. For as much as I dislike Clapper and, and others, Sally Yates as well, um, and I believe they, they were intimately involved in Spygate. Don't get me wrong. They're a little more responsible with their commentary. And I don't mean that as a compliment. I just mean I think they understand their legal liability in the Spygate case. And they go up to a line. They touch it. They say really nasty stuff. But they hardly they, they don't cross it. Brennan doesn't care. Brennan's just thrown the line out the window and is entirely committed to being a hack. And Dan, I, I, I worked for Mike Hayden. I keep saying this on my radio show. I worked for Mike Hayden at the CIA. He was a, a squared away guy, very on top of things, knew what was going on. You know you know the difference from when you, you brief. There's like the, the higher ups that just it's all photo ops and fundraising for them. And then they're, they're the people that actually know some stuff and, and are paying attention. <laughs> and, and Hayden was a squared yeah. away guy, but... Now he's tweeting out photos of uh, of concent- right. Nazi concentration camps and saying that's what Trump's doing at the border. I want to be like, dude. And I, by the way, I'm supposed to yeah. actually interview him in a week. I'm gonna be like, dude, what has happened to you? What is wrong with you? Like these people have lost yeah. it. I actually mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean I disagree with them, damn. I, I mean they've lost their minds. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with you that the Hayden one really shocked me. I don't have the level of professional interaction. Obviously, you did with him. Um, but I. I know about him. I know people who know him. Um, and, and that commentary you just provided was similar to what I had heard about him, that a generally even-tempered guy who, you know, may have leanings in one direction but tries to hide them as often as possible and doesn't let it interfere with his job. When I saw that tweet uh, of the concentration camp, the Nazi concentration camp, and the comparison to the border policy, I was as astonished as you were. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting. I cover this on, on my show a lot, how – I believe one of the gifts of Donald Trump has been to kind of smoke out people like Hayden, who may have had these uh, tendencies in the past and hit them. I mean, I want to know. I don't want to be fooled anymore by people. I'm disappointed by Hayden. Um, I wish he would have been more 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 careful in his remarks. But I think this has been the gift of Trump. Buck. I mean, he's gotten the Democrats to expose their butts. 
I mean, defending MS-13, the crumbs comment, Elizabeth Warren calling the entire justice system racist. The list goes on and on. The, the endless Nazi comparisons. I mean, this is who the Democrats sadly have become. They hit it better in the past, but Trump has smoked them out. And I think the American people, I don't want to make uh, overly stereotypical statements here about the entire American population. I don't have all the data, but I think the American people are, are uh are, are not that happy with where the, what the Democrat Party has become, and I think it's showing up in a lot of the generic balloting. You know, Dan, one of the things we uh, we try to do with our with our weekly deep dive here with the special guest, in this case, that's you, special guest, is just give give folks a little bit of, of a peek behind the curtain. I mean, one thing I've been curious about, and I haven't had the chance, and you know, for folks listening, Dan and I talk. I mean, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him in the industry, and and he's he's a good friend and an ally. I haven't had a chance to ask you this. I feel like it's a fun to ask you on the podcast, though. Because you take it to the mat, right? Like, I mean, on your Twitter account and everything, you're you're not backing down for anybody. You're not doing it kind of on the one hand, on the other hand. And <laughs> it, do you find, are you more troubled by what you get from blue check, for folks listening, like the journalists and other media people, blue check Twitter that's never Trump or former conservative or the, like, liberal mainstream folks? Like, w- what's more annoying <laughs> to you? What's more... <laughs> Brother, I got to tell you, that's the best question I have. Uh, and I... Uh, I totally get why you would ask that. Um, no, I'm, I'm seriously, that is the best question I've, I've, I've gotten in, a, in an interview in Eon. Um, yes, the answer is the blue check mark never Trumpers are the absolute worst. But <laughs> listen, I'm a big boy. I got, uh, you know what? I don't have, I'm not gonna, I don't have thick skin. It bothers me. But I, but I have thick skin that, you know, I let it go after it does bother me. I can take it, and I'm definitely not a snowflake, and I've started some fights on Twitter myself. Again, folks, I'm a sinner like anyone else. I am not claiming to be above any of this. I'm just saying that I rarely will start a fight with another Republican. I mean, you can scroll my Twitter feed yourself. It's called social media for a reason. Rarely do I do Republican-on-Republican political violence. I just don't. I don't think it's helpful. I think our real fight is with the big government status out there. But you would never believe when you get a profile, now that my podcast has grown and, and the platform, whatever you want to call it, I try to say that in the most unpretentious way possible, how many blue check marks, think tank Republicans, never Trumpers with like 2,000 followers who just endlessly go after you over the most trivial nonsense. And I, I'll tell you, the minute... The minute you open that can of worms, the can of whoop-ass comes out because I'm never, ever going to let it fly. And it's funny to watch them back down so quickly after I come back at them. I think they're used to trying to, whatever, intellectually or academically beat down people they think don't know anything. And then when they find out you do, they're deeply disappointed. So, yeah, it's a great question. And I, I had this conversation with uh, Candace Owens, too. I said, I mean, I, Candace, I, be very... Yeah. You told Candace what? I told Candace Owens, be very careful. I said, the minute you get a platform and you, you, people start to follow you and are influenced by your, 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 uh, what you think and how you feel in your Twitter, you will be attacked ruthlessly by never Trumpers and think tank Republicans who think you're taking away their time as if it's a zero-sum game. You know, I, I, I also wanted to ask if, you know, I used to work at CNN and I left there and, and because I was a conservative political contributor but realized that in you know it wasn't as crazy i always have to tell people that there was room for you know you could go on air and, and you could defend concern you know you could say you could talk about different policies immigration policy you could be kind of a ted cruz rubio republican but in the era of trump it just turned into ambush theater and it turned into a joke and so i left of my own volition they asked me to stay i said no thank you adios 
Do you get asked to go on MSNBC and CNN, given your profile now as a defender of Trump's policies, and whether the answer that's yes or no, would you go on? Um, I used to often, but about, I guess, four or five months ago, I put out a tweet after CNN had put out another absurd story about Russian collusion, and I made it public. I was getting asked uh, often at the time um, to go on and, and, and be the conservative voice. And I put out a tweet saying that I was done with CNN um, forever. Um, at MSNBC, I wouldn't go on. Um, they don't they don't ask. They haven't asked in a long time, probably over a year. Um, MSNBC, I think, reached out. Uh, excuse me, NBC, not uh, not that long on. But no, I wouldn't go on um, because there's no purpose to going on. They're ambush operations. And I agree with you. What's really sad, Buck, is I never worked at CNN, but I appeared quite often on CNN for a long time. And there are people over there I have disagreements with but who always gave me a platform. I mean, Anderson Cooper was always a gentleman. Uh, so was Wolf Blitzer. I have, I've always respected Jake Tapper um, over there. And they're nice people. It's just the network in general has gone so far off the deep end with conspiracy theory collusion nonsense that I feel like by going there, you almost immediately discredit yourself. Yeah, when I mean, they're ready who, to get back to some semblance of reality, maybe one day I would consider it, but no. Who not do you now. think's pushing it over there? You think it's top down, or, or, or have they just all been swindled by each other? I, I don't know. And, you know, it's interesting because you and I know some of the same people over there, and some of them, despite their far leftist ideology, are at least rational and understand that the whole game here is getting eyeballs to drive ad revenue to stay on the air. Folks, listen, journalism is a business like anything else. Anybody who tells you otherwise is lying. I'm sorry. I'm in the business. I see it. This is about eyeballs. It's supposed to be about the truth, too, which I think you and I commit to. But CNN doesn't seem to be. And what's bizarre is the more they go down this rabbit hole of anti-Trump vitriol, the worse the ratings get, and they just continue to do it. I mean, no one's suggesting they turn a corner tomorrow and become a pro-Trump network. It's not going to happen. I mean, let's be realistic. But at least bring some semblance of balance and say, hey, guys, this isn't working. But they're just not doing it. And I, I, to answer your question, I don't know. I thought the business people over there were a little smarter than this, um, but they're not. I mean, MSNBC has, has found a niche for themselves, right? Their niche there is Rachel Maddow, all crazy Trump stuff all the time, and people love it. CNN was always considered, uh, you know, the leftist network, but to the right of the left network at MSNBC. No more. They've gone like full kooky conspiracy theory all the time. What happens now for the for the for the never Trumpers uh, going into the midterms? I mean, what do you what do you think their motivation is at this point? I've seen people that still say they're Republicans who are telling people to vote for Democrats, Dan. And I look at this and I say. <laughs> What, what 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 are that's how crazy it's gotten that you still you know this is like well uh you know there's there's the bulls and there's the knicks and i'm such a knicks fan that i'm gonna put on a bulls jersey and go try to help them beat the knicks i i don't i don't get it i i really don't i i i've tried to formulate a hypothesis in my head about what drives the rick wilson's of the world and the bill crystals um i don't get it these are people who have been Republicans, maybe not strong conservatives, but at a minimum Republicans, fair enough, in the past, who you thought, Buck, and I thought, were in this for ideas, ideas that would win, uh, the defense of life, the defense of economic freedom, school choice, a relatively light regulatory burden on American businesses, ideas, you know, a strong national security posture, borders, 
things that conservatives and even moderate Republicans generally agreed upon. Now that we have a president in office who is, is, is unquestionably advancing 99% of this agenda, I get the beef on tariffs. I, I, I see that. I understand there may be some dispute, again, about personal behavior. But we have a president now who's actually winning and all of those people you thought were with us are, are, are jumping off the boat. And I, I don't get it. I don't understand what their agenda is. Um, you know, someone, someone you and I both know, who's, I'm not going to name his name, but you and I both know him. He's a really good guy, very influential in the business. Said to me a little while ago when talking about another guy you and I both know, who's not a never Trumper, but he's a sometimes Trumper guy. He said, I think what they're trying to do is, they think any minute it's all going to collapse. There's going to be some mega Trump scandal. It's going to come out, whatever. That Trump stole $2 billion from a I don't know. Do you think of some ridiculous Trump conspiracy theory? His point was that they're all convinced that's going to happen. So they're hedging their bets now. So when it does happen, they can be the ones who say, I told you so. It's the only explanation for the psychopathy they all seem to be exhibiting right now. Dan, I want to get you in a lightning round before we let you go here. So I'm just going to throw some random, very, random but very important questions to yeah. you. Um, greatest action movie of all time. Oh, my gosh. Die Hard. And the greatest Christmas movie, too. There you go. That, that's, the, that's actually not even just a good answer. That's the correct answer. Uh, f- <laughs> favorite, favorite, uh, favorite cut of meat. Oh, ribeye. Come on. With also the, the right answer. Don't I swear we didn't, co- we didn't coordinate this beforehand. All right. Best... No, we did. Don't throw the fat out, though. That's weak. That's snowflake stuff. I totally agree. You cannot throw out the fat. Uh, best sport to watch on TV? Oh, hockey. Wow, hockey. He just threw me a curveball here. People yeah, tell me they like hockey, hockey in person. You're a hockey on TV guy. Yeah, I like it. I like it with the new puck thing and stuff. Yeah, hockey. No, I love it. And what, what's one thing about Dan Bongino that all the, all the folks across the country that listen to you all the time, see you all the time, may not know, and now we can give them just a, a little bit of, of, of secret Bongino? Wow, secret Bongino. Did you play an um, instrument really in school? Really... Did you rock out to, like, the keyboard or something? You know, something like that. No, I, I think, you know, uh, well, people who listen to my podcast may know, because my life's an open book on my show, but I'm really, like, obsessed with Brazilian jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts. But here's the caveat. I know guys say this, oh, that makes me sound tough. I say that because it's the exact opposite. I am a huge softie in real life. I get, I, sometimes I'll meet people, Buck, I know it's supposed to be a lightning round, but I'll see them in church or in a deli or whatever it may be, and they're like, my gosh, you're like a big teddy bear in person. I'm 6'1", 230 pounds. I'm obsessed with mixed martial arts, and I'm telling you, I'm the biggest softie in the world. My wife will tell you, here's what, all right, I'm going to totally self-emoliate here, right? I will, so I've actually shed tears at some movies that are like, what, what are they, like they, these, these uh, you know, these rom-com movies. I've shed a few tears. So there you go. Put that, I'm sure media eye and all the goofballs will be all over me for that one. But it's true. I'm a big softie. Well, there you go, everybody. You know, he's, he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the outside and uh, Mr. Softy, you know, stay puffed on the, in, on the inside. There you go. Uh, Dan Bongino, everybody, check out his book, Spygate, uh, which, Dan, I mean, Dan's been all over this story. It's Spygate, the attempted sabotage of Donald Trump. A lot of you probably already subscribed to this podcast, The Dan Bongino Show. You can watch it. It's up, uh, up on, on iTunes and elsewhere. 
Dan, I know you got a lot to do, my friend. Always great to talk to you, and thank you for being a great American. Yeah, buddy. Thanks a lot. Great talking to you. Talk to you soon. Well, everybody, that's it for the Freedom Hunt for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you got any suggestions for next week, let me know. We are going to get Jesse Kelly and Sean Parnell back in the action soon, so that will be a lot of fun. We'll do a, 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 three-man, a three-man show. Uh, the tripod will unite once again, and uh, we've got some other fun guests coming up in the weeks ahead. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, and obviously share it with friends when you can. And no matter what comes your way this week, my friends, it is all in the reflexes.